Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> this is uh, Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. For those who are new, if this is your first time, I am a licensed therapist uh, with over 16 years worth of experience. I don't tell you the full year. I think it's like 18, but I, you know, I'm only 21. So <clears throat> I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, I've written both little books. I just released another book called, um, the business of leading. I have another book coming out, um, in the next couple of weeks. I just finished the first round draft on that. I'm not going to release the name quite yet because I'm really excited. And like I said, it's, it's in the editing process. Um, but I've written over 60 books. My goal is a hundred the next five to 10 years. And yes, my, the number one most, um, I guess obsessive gift that I have is writing, which is why I'm constantly doing it and I love it. And um, what else? Oh, so I own a private practice located in Greensboro. We're in the process of moving about 10 minutes down the street to a better office. So thank God for that. I'm going to do a uh, teaching before the end of the year uh, on being a full-time entrepreneur. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You got to follow me. And the difference uh, for those who know, that is my license right there. That is not my license up there. Those are my other degrees. My therapy degrees are actually in my living room, okay? But that's my license. Um, I give you faith-based principles to uh, bring about lasting change. This is not therapy that we're doing today. Uh, this is just um, my other work. But it does encourage you to, uh, some of the topics, lots of topics I talk about encourage you to go therapy. All right, so let's let's stop rambling. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk about how to hear the voice of God. And I did write a book some uh, many moons ago called uh, Hearing the Voice of God. That book, is, uh, when did I write the book? I want to say maybe 2011, 10 or something like that. And I may post a link to it, but it's called Hearing the Voice of God. And um, uh, you can hear the voice of God. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about that because one thing you'll hear me say um, um throughout my teachings I heard God or God said and that's not meant to brag I really do hear God <laughs> um I um got saved when I was eight years old accepted Jesus into my life and I didn't really know that God would speak to you in the way that God speaks uh to me until much um later on in life um particularly when I went, to, when I went to college and I began to see God's voice on my purpose of what I was supposed to do and God began to speak to me in different ways uh through open visions I heard his audible voice um I had a colleague who um, didn't mean anything by it, but who kind of boldly declared that God did not speak to you in an audible voice. And he only speaks to you through different ways. And that is actually not true. That is biblically inaccurate. Um, I've told the, heard the audible voice of God many, many times in, in my life. And again, that is not a skill, not a skill. That is not like something to brag about. It just means that God speaks to you uh, in different ways. And he may not necessarily always speak to one person the same way. Some people have more dreams and visions. Some people uh, have more premonitions. Some people just uh, hear different ways of hearing the voice of God. Um, but it's always found on his word. So I will say that God will speak to you uh, in a way that you can understand. And and, it's, uh, and he does speak to me uh, audibly as well. Okay. And that's not to dig anyone else. God speaks to me in different ways as well. Uh, so I want to talk to you about how do you know that you're hearing the voice of God? Now, of course, be, me being a clinician, we have <laughs> I've had some experiences. Uh, there is psychotic disorders that people think they're hearing from God, and then they're really not. There are psychotic disorders uh, where people are hearing uh, the voice of the demonic. Now, not all mental health issues are demonic. They're just not. Um, but when someone is hearing 
saying I'm hearing the voice of demons and it's telling me to hurt myself or all those kinds of things. That is not the voice of God. Um, that's the voice of the demonic. Okay. And so um, let's talk about how you hear the voice of God, first of all. Okay. And so um, make all this there very briefly um, and uh, hopefully you get some value from it because God does desire to speak to his children from the very beginning. Remember the nature of God in Genesis was that he wanted to have divine communication with his creation. He loves us. He loves to share his secrets to us. This is why in New Testament, um, uh, I think it was Peter who asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? But to us, your disciples, you speak to us plainly. And Jesus said, you've been chosen to understand the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of God and others have not. That means the more you have divine intimacy and closer relationship with God, the father through his son, Jesus Christ, he will begin to speak to you secrets and mysteries and, and discerning of people, uh, and word of knowledge and words of wisdom that you wouldn't otherwise know. How you ever have people say, why do you, how do you know that? And so that, that, so that's just really important. So I'm trying not to ramble you guys. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to just give you some few points of how do you hear the voice of God? And if you want to pick up that uh, book, you are uh, certainly more than welcome to. First point I want to tell you that is that one, God hears our prayer, but he also speaks and praying is not just telling God what you want, what you desire, uh, Prayer is not just asking what his will is. There are different types of prayer. Uh, we won't go over that in this session. Uh, there's warfare prayers. There's prayers where you are operating in authority. There's prayers where you're seeking God. There's praying for his will be done in your life. There's different types of prayer. Um, but oftentimes we assume that prayer is just us talking to God. But remember, prayer is also his His uh, speaking to us. And sometimes you can be so busy trying to talk to God that you don't wait around for a response, right? So God hears our prayer. He also speaks. And remember I said at the beginning, uh, it was always God's design and his creation uh, and his uh, nature to want to have divine communion or communication with his children, aka Adam and Eve. This is why when you look at the beginning, it said that Adam and Eve would uh, walk about the cool of the day in their meetings with God. Um, and what happened was sin separated them from hearing his voice in the way they had done so before. Uh, I remember a preacher, uh, her name was Minister Barksdale, uh, many moons ago, and she preached a message and she said in the message how uh, she referenced a, a song by Bar Barbara Streisand and Barbara Streisand had a song that um, I just, I just hit me. So I just called and one of the lyrics was aligned with the way we were. And she said, I mean, no disrespect, but I think that when God died on the cross, and uh and he died on the cross for our sins so we can have communion back with him maybe he was thinking about that song the way we were because it was sin that separated us from the voice of god did not separate him from his nature but from the voice of god and maybe he was thinking and and believing and exciting that he would get back to what he initially wanted his initial intent was to communicate with man god the way we were Amen. Okay. So there's different ways in which we'll uh, speak. God speaks to us and I'm going to break some of those down. One, he will speak through an audible voice. Now my uh, pastor many moons ago, again, um, uh, my Maryland pastor, when I was a teenager, he said, God's not out to scare you. 
And he said this, he said, so if you say you hear a big voice of God who says, my child, come forth, you get all scared and shaken. That is not God. God is not out to scare you. Remember in the Old Testament, um, there's different ways of which God spoke. But oftentimes when you got these big booming voices and things like that, God was trying to get to get their attention. Okay. It was God is not out to scare you. Go forth, my child. You know, and just lightning, boom, boom, boom. You know, so a lot of <laughs> I'll break that down a little bit further. A lot of times when people are saying, God said, God said, and you can, if you have divine communication with God, you'll hear him say, no, I didn't say that at all. That ain't even me. Okay. Um, he speaks through dreams. That's why you always ought to have um, some kind of notebook that you write down your dreams. Now, some people are more dreamers. There's a difference between, and he speaks through visions. Now, there's a difference between dreams and visions. I've heard people say dreams and visions are the same and they are actually not. Uh, visions don't need to be interpreted dreams do so a dream is simply a vision is simply a um visual picture of where you're gonna so god can see you and you have a vision where you're speaking in front of crowds of people uh and there's you know and you're so that's that's the, that's the vision you don't have to interpret what does that vision mean i was speaking in front of a whole bunch of people what that that you don't need to interpret that the dream <laughs> the vision means what you saw so a vision could literally be like a movie or a snapshot of something that is going to happen in the future. Okay, you don't have to interpret as clear, plain as day. God has spoken through some very powerful visions and I didn't have to have an interpreter. I had to call nobody. I didn't have to say, God, what that dream, what that vision mean? Clear as day. <laughs> this is what God is saying, okay? But dreams sometimes do have to be interpreted. And I say that because dreams are often symbolic. Uh, you could have a dream where it doesn't just make sense. Um and um i'm trying to give you i don't want to reveal too much um because I've, I've had some some uh dreams as well but look at joseph in the beginning um when joseph started having dreams of of um of what is it, the haystock uh bowing down before his brother the interpretation was not that he was going to turn into a great leader and his brothers going to turn into a haystack and they were going to bow before him right that's just, that just didn't that's the, <laughs> that doesn't make sense so it had to be interpreted and so the interpretation of the dream was that he was going to be a great leader and his brothers were going to be, uh, were going to eventually bow before him. Okay. Cause, and you know, Joseph didn't be, end up becoming this great leader. Uh, same way with Daniel, um, uh, when the King, uh, was, uh, had a dream, uh, that of, of future events, uh, he called on Daniel and Daniel, this is the interpretation of a dream when there was a warning dream because of the King, I think it's King Nebuchadnezzar had been lifted up in pride, um, he again god gave the interpretation to daniel who then warned him and the dream was about seven years of him um being humbled and really acting like an animal for seven years because he has started becoming lifted up in pride so dreams can also be warnings as well but again those dreams were not visions because it was not an event that needed to be interpreted that was going to happen it was symbolic of of certain things okay and i've had uh visions where i see very uh strong uh like a, like a almost like a blue color and i've had someone interpret that means that um you have a spirit of wisdom i've had dreams where i was um and i won't i, I just don't feel i don't want to reveal all the the, the, the visions god gave me today uh years ago i had a dream that i was in a relative's basement and there were all these um uh, things that i needed to open my practice but it was covered in white sheets right and so, um, and, and, and it was covered in white sheets. And so there's more to a dream than that, but it, that, that meant something. It meant hidden treasures. It meant, uh, the wealth of the wicked laid up for the just, as I ask God for the interpretation of that. So dreams oftentimes have to be interpreted. Visions don't necessarily have to be interpreted. Now, sometimes the vision can be so 
beyond anything that you could imagine, you may say, what does that mean? Because you don't believe that that was you. When God first spoke to me, and I've given this example uh, at 17 years old, when I first went away to Bennett College, he gave me an open vision. Um, I did not recognize myself because I was operating such boldness. And so I woke up and the dream was so scary. I was like, was that me here? I'm this cool, quiet girl. And I'm operating boldly for God. I mean, that was amazing to me. And I kept thinking, was that me? You know what I mean? <laughs> so sometimes people will have a vision. They're very clear and they don't necessarily believe it. And they ask people around them because it was so clear, but it was so beyond uh, anything they, uh, anything they could have thought of themselves. Okay. God does speak through people. He does speak through people. Um, and, 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 you know, how, uh, you know, he, he speaks to people. He speaks to our spiritual leaders. He speaks to our pastors. He speaks to other Christians. Sometimes God speaks through, um, even non-believers. They don't even know that they don't may not necessarily know that God is speaking through them, but they are. It could be a confirmation of what God has already uh, told you. And they don't know that in random conversation, they just say, oh, this is, you know, you're going to do this. And you like, and they're not intentionally trying to do that. Okay. So, so that's how God speaks. And I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that as we, um, as we go along. Remember point number one, well, maybe that's point number two. We're going to go back to point number one. God always, always, always speaks through his word. Okay. Here's the thing. You have a very difficult time telling others what God said or discerning what God is saying. If you don't have a relationship with his word and it is when you are a mature Christian and you have discernment, you can tell when somebody is trying to deliver a word to you and they do not have a relationship with the word themselves. God does not speak absent from his word. Now, if if there's something happening and you say, God, I feel your anointing, I feel your spirit on this. Remember, you can always find a, a scripture that confirms what God is saying, right? So he doesn't speak after the word. And again, I have to say it's very clear because we live in a generation where we want to tell other people what God said, but you don't spend time in his word. You know how you become an accurate prophet, an accurate discerner, accurate in your gifts of the spirit, whatever those, whether prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, a healing ministry. You know how you become really accurate and you sharpen that? You can go to every conference that you want. You can uh you can prophesy over anybody that you want. You you can do all that. The, the only thing that makes you great and that sharpens your sword, or the most important thing, is spending time in his word. Hanging around great people who know the word <laughs> does not by default make you great and doesn't make you accurate by by default. It's your own time in the word and the bible talks about how it was peter and his companion while they were going about preaching the word of god after jesus had ascended it said the people around him knew that they had been with god even though they were uneducated men okay they knew how did they know because of the authority that the word of god releases once you begin to spend time in his word and if you have not now, I have to say it again. If you are not spending time in the word of God, one, we know it, and you have a very difficult time. You have a very difficult time being accurate in what you do because you cannot tell me about a God that you don't even spend time with or read about. He speaks 
through his word. One, okay, we said this, a prayer is not just talking, but it is listening. It requires patience. You can have gifted people who are not word people. You can be someone that is spiritual and that it, and, and, and you don't have a relationship with God. Just because someone can prophesy does not mean they prophesy by the spirit of God. Some people have a divination spirit. Some people have a spirit of a psychic. Okay. But when you are, when you want to truly be, um, who God wants you to be walking in who he wants you to, in the, in the call, the anointing, the power of God wants you to walk, you have to have a, a relationship with the word of God. And unfortunately we live in a generation that does not do that. We just want to um, prophesy over people without even spending time with his word. Okay. Other thing is that God speaks through a still small voice. He uh, more than likely is not loud. That has been my experience. And then you always know it almost, it's, it's, it's your thoughts. If, not your thoughts. If it sounds almost like your subconscious thought, that's what it sounds like. If you want to ask, what, the, what is the audible voice of God? It sounds, but it's not. It's always in a language. That's, it's not your voice. It's always in a language that's sometimes outside of your vocabulary, and you know distinctly that it is an answer to a problem. But God speaks in a still, small voice. Let's go to First uh, Kings. I hadn't really planned on going here, but let's go here. Nineteen. I believe starting at the um, 11th verse. Give me one minute. I'm going to pull it up here. I had not planned. I was just going to give you the scripture, but I want to, I feel led to um, give you the the verse here. Okay. So I got the King James verse. Let me do it. And let's shoot for the New Living Translation. How about that? Y'all know I love it, the New Living Translation. That's what I'm always going to. But I love the, I love the KJV. Okay. So. Verse number 10. So what had just happened is, okay, uh, Elisha had just had this uh, victory with with uh, on Mount Carmel. He defeated all these false prophets because in the world today, just like it was uh, in, in the yesteryear, uh, you have more false prophets than there is true prophets. That just happens. And so he got threatened and he ran away afraid. Watch this. And so when we get to... Um, Let's start with verse 10. Elisha replied. No, let's start at verse 9. He was in a cave and he spent the night there. But the Lord said him, said to him, what are you doing here, Elisha? The Lord said to him, what are you doing? He's speaking to him. Elisha replied, I've been very zealous, served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. They've torn down your altars. They, they've killed every one of your servants. I am the only one that's left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Verse 11. Go out, stand before me on the mountain. I want you to notice here that, um, so a lot of times people think when in order for me to hear the audible voice of God, I had to be at this great spiritual peak. Elisha was at his lowest. He had got to a place called burnout, compassion fatigue. And he was, it looked like uh, he had experienced um, some type of trauma responses because he had gone through so much and he had just, he just gone through a lot, right? You don't have to be at this great spiritual peak or the spiritual high. And then God speaks to you. God will speak to you in your low lows and your high highs. And this is when God is speaking to him. But watch this. He's giving us clarity about his voice. He said, go stand there before the mountain. Verse 11, New Living Translation. And the Lord told him. And so Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by him. Um, by The Lord passed by. And a mighty wind hit the, hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. 
Well, watch this. But the Lord was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the wind. Go up in here. After the wind, there was an earthquake. There was a fire. But watch this. The Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When he heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak. He stood there at the entrance of the mountain. And the voice then replied, what are you doing here, Elisha? What am I saying? Let me, uh, I'm going to do one more thing here. I know I'm taking my time, but I want you to understand with clarity what am I saying. If you go to the New King James Version, says and the lord passed by a great storm um the rocks but the lord was not in the wind and after the wind the earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake and after the fire a fire what the lord was not in the fire and after that a still small voice there's another scripture that talks about how for moses he said the people i show my acts to but Moses I show my ways to what happens is we get so caught up in the acts of God the rah 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 the just boom by the loudness the music the boom 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 and we think God is in that those are the acts of God that is what he can do but his voice is in a still small voice don't confuse his acts with who he is god wants to show you who he is in a still small voice but we always have to have faith in what he can do clarify that if you know samaria has accomplished so much you you may like me for what i have accomplished but you may not not, might not like me for who i am as a person when you have a relationship with God, you are saying, God, I know what you can do, but tell me who you are by your voice. And oftentimes we think if I, listen, I could, I could really break that down, but I'm going to move forward. We think if I'm the more loud I am, the more I yell, then God is in that. And he's not. God is in our intimate spaces. And it's what you do behind the scenes that qualifies you for open spaces. Okay. So God still speaks in a still small voice. He speaks to us in ways that we can understand. One of the ways I know I'm hearing the voice of God is because he'll, he'll use, I have a thing about words. I love words. And so that's why sometimes uh, if I'm reading a book that's heavy on the theology or, or the nature of God, I'm, I'm always stopping. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading a book right now called biblical theology and uh, I'm stopping every minute. I'm annotating. Look at the words and th because I love words. This is one of the, I love the word obviously the Bible. But I love like the words and looking up at the Hebrew and the Greek and like breaking it down and writing it on the side. And sometimes I know I'm hearing the voice of God. This is how God speaks to me. It's because He will use a King James word that I don't know, and I have to look it up. And so um, that's how I know I'm hearing the voice of God as well. And so again, it's still small voice. Remember this: God's voice, even when He is correcting you. Even when he is um, chasing you, 
Uh, it is never rude, demeaning, or abrasive. People are, but that's not God. God's word, and I'm going to give you a scripture to back it up. When God speaks to you, it's never rude. It's never demeaning or abrasive. God's not going to say, oh, you're so stupid. How could you do that, my child? You're so dumb. You're a chop like that. He's not. Even when God's correcting you, he's telling the nature of who you are, not, not your sin nature, what he has called you to and what he wants you to work on. So God will correct you. But when you have people that are saying, I'm in, I'm a minister, or I'm a prophet and they're rude, they're demeaning or they're abrasive. They're not being led by the Holy spirit. They're being led by their own pride. And most of the time people cannot show grace is because there's pride and a Holy spirit uh, there. That's not the nature of God. So let's give you scripture because we got to have scripture to back it up. Because when we are led now, we are led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the nature of the Holy Spirit produces what we call fruit. Okay. The Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit, what is fruit? What we have produced. What you have produced. What you sow into your heart. What you have produced. What you have done behind the scenes. Uh, a seed that's been planted is going to produce what we call fruit. But the fruit of the spirit is how do I know being led by the spirit? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness. Say it with me, saints. Gentleness. Goodness, faith, meekness, which is a form of humility temperance which is a form of self-control against such there is no law and they that are are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust if you live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vain glory provoking one another to envying one another that's the spirit of competition is envy so again, if I'm being led by the spirit, there are certain attributes of the spirit that should be present when I'm being led, even when I'm uh, 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 telling something you don't want to hear. You can always confront someone with one, love. Two, it should be peaceful. It should be full of joy, long suffering, which is another form of patience, gentleness, goodness, and good faith. We're not condemning people to feel meekness, Humility, temperance, which is self-control. If someone's saying I'm being led by the Holy Spirit and that nature is not there, they're not being led by the Holy Spirit. They're not representing God. They say, ah, God said, remember, you can, you can, you can be very spiritual and you can be prophesying and prophesying by a demonic agenda. Satan is rude. His nature is rude. His nature is demeaning. His nature is abrasive. He is, a, he is rooted by the spirit of pride. That's why he got evicted from heaven in the first place. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. We're almost finished. God does not contradict his word in order to give us what we want or desire. That's how another way. Does God really say that you have this is why you have to know God for yourself? Because there's sometimes people who will go outside the realm of God to justify their own actions or they misinterpret scripture. Remember, people can manipulate their minds to believe they're being led by God. We call this the spirit of error. I talked to you about how a spirit of divination that tries to absorb authority or try to put themselves in place in the space of authority God's not ordained. 
So sometimes people can have a good, uh, they they can, they can be motivated by a hidden agenda and not know it. The number one re uh, reason is that God does not contradict his word in order to get us what we want and desire. Let me give an example. I had someone I was working with years ago. He said, well, you know, God created everything. That's what the Bible say. So I'll be able to smoke my weed because God created everything. Now God, said, now, God did create everything. He did not create you. You are taking the scripture out of context. He did not create you to be able to do what you want and to abuse your own body and to abuse things, to abuse the nature of something uh, to get high. You understand what I'm saying? I had someone else I know years ago and uh, she was married. Mm -hmm. She was married, uh, minister. And she said the Lord told she Lord told her that he was going to give her another husband. Ma'am, you are married. Okay. God is not going to contradict his word. So he's not going to have you commit adultery. All right. Come on here. Cause you don't want your husband. So you can get, he's going to give you uh, another husband. God is not going to contradict his word to give you what you want. Grace, yeah, 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 does not qualify you to do it to it. It's not your green light. But what people, oftentimes people will say God said to validate their agenda. Okay, this is all you got to know the word for yourself. Uh, 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 God ain't, God is, God do not like divorce, but if you have to, you have to go through, I mean, you know, people do it. Uh, but you don't intentionally say, well, um, uh, people do all kinds of crazy. Pray for me because the Lord told me that this man is my husband. Honey, he already got a wife. God ain't tell you that. Okay, you'd be surprised the way Christians do things. Okay, Jeremiah 27 14, New Living Translation. Uh, it says this do not listen to false prophets who keep telling you lies. The king, so basically, they're uh, the people of Israel were being uh, it was God's will for them to be in captivity for 70, quote, 70 years. Okay, and they were very distraught because of it. So there were different prophets. Uh, one name, uh, and I'm gonna butcher this name, uh, because uh, I'm I just gonna do it. Called Shemaiah, another uh, uh, prophet named Hananiah, and both of them had started prophesying what God didn't say. And God said in Jeremiah twenty seven fourteen, do not listen to these false prophets who keep lying to you. They keep saying the king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are liars. This is what the Lord says: I have not sent these prophets. They are telling you lies in my name, so I will drive you from this land. You will all die, you and all these prophets. That's what the, now Jeremiah 27, 14, New Living Translation. God takes it seriously. I'm going to give you my point in a minute. Jeremiah 28, 15 through 17. This is for prophet Hananiah or Hananiah. How do you pronounce it? There is an app that teaches you how to pronounce. I didn't look it up because I just didn't have time. Okay. So that I'm, you know. Just go with me here. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's Blue Letter, Blue Letter Bible, believe not. They have an app, a section where um, they have a strong concordance and, and you can tap on it. And there is a uh, a speaking part of it where they will teach you how to pronounce the different pronunciations. Um, I just forgot to do it today. I didn't, you know, whatever. Don't get lost in the saucy. <laughs> Jeremiah 28, 15 through 17, Living Translation. Then Jeremiah, this is a different prophet, said to the prophet Hananiah, listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. So what happened is Hananiah was real bold. He got up from the church house, right? And he broke the yoke of neck off of, of uh, I think it was off of, uh, of, uh, of um, another prophet's neck. And he said, and the Lord said, in two years, uh, you're going uh, to be free. He, he started doing all that. Read it. Jeremiah 28. I'm telling you, it's, it'll read just like that. And at first, Jeremiah was like, okay, cool. And he, said, he, he was like, okay, well, so let it be. 
And then God got a hold of Jeremiah, who's a real prophet, knocked him on his shoulder, said, Hey, excuse me, Jeremiah. He said, Jer Jeremiah, uh, you tell Hananiah, I didn't say any of that. I didn't tell him that it's my will for him to be in captivity for seven years. That's why we get the term uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. So what happens is, okay, let me read this first because I'm getting ahead of myself. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah, um, listen, the Lord said, he has not sent you, but the people believe your lies because sometimes when you're prophesying uh, to people um, what they want to hear, they believe your lies because it sounds better than the truth. Okay. The Lord has not sent you, but the people believe your lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You must die. Your life will end this very year because you have rebelled against the Lord. Remember this. God does not condone rebellion or sin, by the way. Okay. Now he's going to give you some grace, but he does not condone it. And two months later, prophet Hananiah died. So... What am I saying about that? And I did a, a teaching, go all the way back on my YouTube called Prophetic Accuracy uh, and all kinds of stuff. This is during the pandemic when everybody was prophesying that uh, it was the pandemic was going to be over in a, in a year and a half. And then by the end of December, we can go back to normal. And here we are, 2023. Most of us have not really gone back to full normal yet because we're not going back. We're going forward, okay? So you cannot uh, be so, you cannot prophesy someone out of a situation that God has put them in. And God takes it very seriously when you begin to prophesy what God didn't say. So what happens is when you don't have a relationship with the word of God, you don't accurately hear his voice and you go on what you think, what you see, uh, what you sense. But there is a way that seems right to a man that leads to destruction and you end up prophesying inaccurately. And it's very difficult to win people over when they've been offended of, when they have been offended of God because someone has misrepresented his nature or what he had desires at that time. Sometimes it is God's will for you to be in that situation so you can learn, so you can develop and so you can train and so you can know not to do that again. But you got some false prophet who's taking your pain and using it for vain glory, telling you God said, this is this is wonderful. You can be free in two years and two years comes and gone. You still have 70 years later. It starts to have you question who God is and his nature because someone has misrepresented him. Be very careful about that. You cannot prophesy some out of a situation God has put them in. And after a while, uh, even if someone keeps doing that, God will send you warning. After a while, he has to do something that will catch your attention so that you stop doing that. So it's better to heed the warning of God. Don't put a God said on something that God didn't say. God will get your attention. And the pain of his chastening will be so deep. You will learn, but before God has to take you down that road, it'll be better for you to just obey God. And the first way to stop trying to operate in vain glory. God does not always tell us what we want to hear. And that's how you know you're hearing from God. God will correct you in love. He will chasten you in love. And if you cannot tell me, listen, God is a loving father. He is a loving father. He really is. But loving you is not allowing you to do whatever you want to do. And just like any loving father, excuse me, just like any loving father, he has to chasten you. He has to develop you. And he has to get you to a place where he wants you to be. Everybody has had to be chastened by God. So again, when it's really God, you got to be careful. These people saying, God said, God said, and the only thing they're telling you is what well, God was well, something that you really want to hear. You may not, <laughs> it may not happen in, in seven days. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to be in that thing good little while. So you can process and, and and so that the 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 maturity, the wisdom of God begins to develop in you so you can handle the weight 
of the promise he's taking you to. So God does not always tell us what we want to hear. God does not speak through pressure. You will find people who are misrepresenting his voice. God said, you know, do this by this amount of time. And this is what God said. I don't understand. And uh, I'm trying not to get rid of my time, but I'm just going to go forward. I remember some years ago, and um, this is a, a very, very hard trial that I went through. I had a bunch of people come against me and they kept saying, God said this and in the name of Jesus. God said it. And they were so convincing because they loved God. And so I would go all up in tizzy. I got to do this. And, but I, I remember my the voice of my father and how God always speaks to me, even in times where I need to move uh, quicker. He always spoke through his love and through his peace. Always. Um, even when it's something I had to do this by a certain amount of time, it never felt like pressure or fear or I'm disobeyed. It just, he's, he knows my heart. And so after a while, God said that all these people were coming against me. And, and I, I just, I started moving out a little bit. And then I remember saying, God, but, I don't understand. I know you told me to be at this place at this time. They keep telling me to move. I, I don't understand. And then God began to speak to me after a while. And Samaria, I didn't say that. And I didn't send them. Come on here. They kept saying, God, he said, I didn't say that. He said, don't you move. You stay where I tell you to stay. And you do what I tell you to. I didn't say that. Understand? Sometimes people be sincere or not, but they um have manipulated their own selves that this is what god wants from me this is what i desire in life and therefore because i want it because i desire this is what god wants for me and they're going to try to put you under pressure but you got to have a voice you got to know your father for yourself you got to spend time with god for yourself so when these false prophets come along they begin to try to pressure you out of the will of god for your life to make decisions that could cost you everything you know at the end of the day that that's not god's will Okay, so God does not speak through pressure. God does take pleasure in speaking to you. He may not speak to you right away. Cause that's another uh that's another path that God has us to take. Learn to trust him when he can't when we can't trace him. Right. People who don't have a relationship with God can't hear his voice clearly. Okay, this is why when you really have a dialogue with someone and they say, This, this God said this, and you say, Wait a minute, let me tell you what the words say. And you can say, hey, this is what this is what the word, let's point out uh, John chapter, this is what the word says concerning that. And you, you know, they may not really be for God or have a relationship with God. When they start getting the attitude, for, oh, God, that's, 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 my Bible don't say, well, your your Bible, my Bible said the same thing. I'm telling you word by line, precept by precept, what the word of God has to say concerning this particular matter. When someone wants to go back and forth, but you don't do it concerning what the word says that they're trying to put you pressure on the nine times out of ten is not god they have a false agenda and you won't fall fall in line with their agenda god speaks to his children but when your ear is full of your agenda your motive your fear your selfish ambition you're not going to hear god clearly remember the bible says according to john 10 27 and john 10 5 my sheep Hear my voice and no other voice will they follow. If you are not really truly representing the voice of God, people will not follow you because they know the voice of their shepherd and, the, and they know the voice of their God. Okay. He knows who's been sent to them and who's not. All right. And I think we're just about done. 10 reasons why people have difficulty. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Point number 10. And I'll give you 10 reasons why we're just about done. People have difficulty uh, hearing the voice of God. One, their own disobedience. They just really don't want to hear what God has to say. Uh, two, their own fear. True pride. When you are full of pride, 
you have really no regard. You don't really care what God has to say. Either you want God to validate what you are decided. Okay, well, it's not gonna happen. Sin, false agenda, and selfish ambition. I need to be seen. I need to be heard, and it's about me. Okay. And so people are motivated by self-invision. They do not wait and they start pushing boundaries and placing the spaces God had never ordained or called them to be. Selfish ambition. We got a lot of selfish ambition, ambition Christians in the world today. Immaturity and a religious spirit. When someone has a very strong religious spirit, um, like they don't believe in certain things. Like they, don't, they may not believe in moves of the spirit or the word of wisdom or the word of prophecy. And so it kind of stops the flow of God when you're around a very strong religious spirit. Now, I want to clarify, just because someone does not do your agenda and what you want and what you have decided in your mind to stop me to have a religious spirit. A, a very strong religious spirit is not, not centered to the moves of God, but just because you have your agenda and people get on board with it does not mean they have a religious spirit, okay? All right, so how do we hear the voice of God again? You, the first thing you got to do is have a desire to spend time and have an accurate time on a regular basis where you're not just reading the word of God, but that you're studying the word of God. You have to study, spend time, do deep dive studies into the word of God. You have to have an active prayer life, acknowledging God in all your ways. Okay. And then you have to worship. Okay. Put on worship music that ushers his presence into he will begin to speak and God will speak to you all kinds of stuff. He'll give you clarity of direction. He'll give you clarity of instructions. He'll tell you who's who and what's what. But if you don't first spend time in his word, you do not hear the voice of God. You will not hear the voice of God with precision. All right. God bless you. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger. My next teaching is going to call, it's going to be called, uh, I believe now I could change it up. It's codependency no more make sure you follow me on all social media platforms uh if you want to request speaking engagements or any other uh and i have all kinds of stuff on my website i got a podcast i got a clothing line <laughs> i got a training course i got training course like all kinds of fun stuff daily dallas and everything in between and tells you a little bit about myself go to www.drsamaricober.com if you are north a north carolina resident we are accepting new consumers um uh at com, and then of course uh, my training website is www.trainingchristianleaders.com we'll be back another day and the time of the banger y'all bye